All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Positive Friday. How are you? Gregor. Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley. With you, the Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Check it out. $17 million. You could be very lucky. Heck, you could buy a lot of jerseys. Hang them all up. Get special hangers in any color if you want it. PlayAlberta.ca. Also, hey, do you want to go to the uh, Oil Kings game on Sunday? Uh, Patty from the Brew House has uh, some Loge tickets for Sunday's Oil Kings game for them. So, you got a uh, little family you want to go? Text in with your name and email, and Connor will pick someone and send you, courtesy of uh, the Brew House, to uh, go enjoy the game on Sunday. The Oil Kings, much more competitive team this season. Fun to watch, some good young players. So, uh, check it out. Let's get now to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Coming up on another 50-year celebration. It's pretty fantastic. Started in uh, 1974. They just keep building and growing, and they're hiring. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers. Sportsnet uh, joins us, and uh, Spec Matthias Ekholm, the savior, according to some, uh, is going to come and he's going to inject a work ethic into the veins of the entire team. Because, hey, no offense to Ekholm. I don't care if he's playing on Wednesday. The way they play, they're getting spanked either way. But it's it's nice to to have him back in the lineup. Jay Woodcroft didn't want to say he's playing with Bouchard. But uh, I would bet uh, quite a bit of money that he will start the game with uh, Bouchard. Uh, I expect the rest of the team, though, spec to be infinitely more engaged. Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a it's an excuse to start talking about, oh, wow, they didn't have Ekholm in that yeah. first game. Yeah. You know what? You look at that Vancouver defense. 
they don't have an echo <laughs> on it either. After Quinn Hughes, it's a sad looking decor. So that is a pure and simple excuse that the Oilers aren't using, but I've heard it around town. So, you know, is Ekholm a really good player that's going to help you? Of course he is. Do you want him back? Absolutely you want him back. But his, his uh, you know, being out of the lineup in the first game is no whole excuse for the way they played against Vancouver. No, not at all. Who would you start tomorrow? That's Skinner's start. You know, I'm not blaming Campbell for all those goals that went in, but he had his start. It, it went the way it went. It's the other guy's turn now. Absolutely. You? Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't deviate from it. Um, if if that was indeed the plan, I'm guessing it was. So, um, and, and I said off the top spec, I'm not even sure it matters. Like, sure, of course, you want your goalie to play well. But if the orders need their goalie to stand on his head, for them to win on Saturday, they got bigger issues because you mentioned their blue line in Vancouver. Like the orders have last change, and uh, unless they're going to play the you know their top four all the game, that third pairing because and even even their second pair, it's not like their second pair. It's like oh geez, we can't put McDavid out against Meyer and Cole. I definitely think you can. Like this is this is one where I know Jay Woodcroft doesn't like to go to matchups too often, but I'm telling you. I would look at a few, especially in the first period, to try to get McDavid or Drysaddle's line out against that third pairing. Yep, absolutely. And you know what? What makes the orders? Uh, let's let's find a positive from the first game, just because I'm such a positive guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the biggest positive for me was that third line, right? Uh, with Holloway and McLeod and Fogel, they were they're hard to handle. So, you know, uh, listen, the third, the third pairing of every team in the league is going to get that group uh, even at home. So uh, I, I think, you know, if, when, that will be the Oilers. Uh, that will be something that helps the Oilers. That third line, you know, they're going to get the third pairing of every team in the league. And I love the way they look. They skate. They're, I mean, they're all above-average skaters. They're all good size. I think they're 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", the three of them. And, you know, do they all have great hands? No, that's why they're on the third line. (laughs) But I think they're going to be a handful, particularly for a third pairing that might be struggling. Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins Speck. I'll come back to the orders in a second, but uh, I do want to get your thoughts on the MLB playoffs that we've seen thus far. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, man, I saw a lot of excuses coming out of Atlanta. Oh, geez, I had to rest because it was a best first round. Oh, now, you know what? Oh, there's this controversy because a comment that was made in the locker room uh, got out and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no offense. They just didn't win. Um, it's cut and dry. And uh, unfortunately for them, their batters, which were unreal all year long, spec their their four best batters all became ice cold at the same time. Well, I saw a stat today where the top six teams, right? The top six teams from the regular season. So we're going to try to remember this. It went Atlanta. It went Baltimore. It went Dodgers. It went Tampa. It went Milwaukee. And it went uh, missing the sixth team. But who cares? The top six teams in the MLB regular season won one game in the postseason between them. (laughs) One game. Mm -hmm. So did Atlanta choke? Yeah, Atlanta choked. Everybody else choked, too. The Dodgers choked, (laughs) right? Yeah. You know, uh, Tampa wasn't any good. Now, Tampa had a bunch of injuries. I get it. But... It's just one of those years. We've seen it in hockey. Remember the year 2006 when the Oilers went to the Cup? Yep. The second round featured the 8, 7, 6, and 5 seed in the West. It's 
one of those years in baseball where it was bad news to be a favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exciting, though. Who do you like? Uh, who's going to the World Series? I, I think the the really the series that interests me the most will be the uh, Texas Houston series. I think that's pretty cool. We get two teams in the same state playing each other for the ALCS. Uh, I like Philly the way they're going. They got so many bats going right now. I'm not I'm not betting against Philly. I think they can. I know I know Arizona's smoking red hot, but I'm going to take Philly. I'm going to take uh, I'll take Texas. I still hold a grudge against Houston after that garbage can thing. But yeah, Philly Texas be a lot of fun. I'm with you. I don't know. I you know I probably got to let it go. But I've same with me on Houston. I'm not uh, not a real big fan of them. I would rather uh, root for the. <laughs> we the do Rangers. have to let it go. It's one of the most yet. interesting things that has happened in otherwise dull sport. Yeah. Well, it was it was quite the storyline. There's no question about it. it you got to give them a little bit of credit. What, for blatantly cheating <laughs> using video? No, you don't get any credit, right? Why would you get credit for that? Uh, well, they are creative cheaters, I guess. Maybe that's what we could uh, we could give them credit for. As uh, yeah. Mark no. Spector uh, joins us, uh, Spec, you look at at the orders and. Did Jay Woodcroft, now everything was going wrong, but we've had a lot of people wondering, do you think he went away from his lines too quickly early on? Should he just stick with his top two lines and stick with it for a bit? Or do you understand if it's in a game that, you know, you got to switch it out? Like I, I see both sides. It's like you can't get continuity if you don't keep them together. But when absolutely nothing's going, you got to probably try to get a spark. Wasn't it, wasn't it four nothing? Might, when he changed his lines? Yeah, might have been. Or yeah. three nothing. Yeah, three, I think. Because he didn't I, change I him in there. the first I period. I can't remember. Sorry? He didn't change him in the first period. No, it was early. It was in the second, but they scored very early in the second. So it was at least three nothing, yeah. if not four. Yeah. So, no, any coach faced with a team playing the way they were playing, what, what are you supposed to do? Keep running the same lines out? They were brutal. <laughs> you know, we, we all joked in the press box that it took Jay Woodcroft – 25 minutes of hockey to do what every order's coach has done for the last seven years when they find a little trouble, put 97 and 29 on the same line, right? Like that's a running joke in the league now. But what are you, what are you supposed to do? That lineup was going nowhere, man. Every coach changes his lines when you're getting beat like that. Yeah. I got no problem with it. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Ernie signs a contract today, a two, two way deal, uh, league minimum 775 here. He gets a guarantee of 300K if he's in the American League. Um, do you think they go 12 and six or do you go 11 and seven tomorrow? Uh, I think it's time to go 12 and six. I think they, you know, that's, I favor 12 and six anyway. I think you want to get that fourth line happening if they've got Ernie signed. You know, I I mean, so, yeah, I, I say 12 and 6 for sure. I say you pick uh, one of your defensemen and you sit him and you get Ekholm in there, he's ready to play. Let's go. Um, I will say I've seen a little bit of, of you know, but people seem to think that should have been Lavoie's job, and uh, I couldn't disagree more. I think if, you know, we're talking about a fourth-line left-winger penalty killer, mm-hmm. Ernie is infinitely better at this time in that role than Lavoie is. He's more ready for it. He's a veteran. He's done it before. You're winning now. We're not developing here. You're trying to win now? I'd rather have Lavoie in the minors becoming whatever player he's going to become, and I'll take that fourth-line spot. A guy that's going to sit out some games up here probably, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to a veteran guy like Ernie on a one-year deal every day. And uh, spec uh, Sam Gagne 
is uh, just waiting to get a visa. Once his visa gets approved, he's going to go down to the American League. Do you think, because uh, he's healthy enough now to go down, I talked to him, do you think Gagne is someone that the orders will sign? Uh, I think so. I mean, here's what I think's going on with Gagne. And no one's told me this, but I'm just reading the tea leaves. Holland likes to bring along guys, players who are almost at the end of their careers, right? I mean, he did it. He, he wants guys to go old players, turn into management guys. He was doing it with Steos. He did it in, um, he did it in uh, Detroit with guys like Draper and Cleary and Maltby and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different old veteran players. I think what they're saying is this, Jay. They're saying, Sam, go to Bakersfield, play. You got to sign. If he's going to play, you got to sign him. Yeah. ATO, I think, is what play. he signs, right? Uh, sorry? Yeah, I think he signs an, an ATO, ATO it's called. Season? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they'll sign him to some kind of a two way deal. And I think they'll say, Sam, go down there, spend a ton of time with, uh, with uh, Gretzky, who's running the, the show down there. And learn the AHL business and play. I mean, play, but spend some time learning how it works down there. It's been a long time since Sam Gagne spent any, much time in the minors. And come the trade deadline, come the end of the season, when we your black ace time, when we're in the playoffs, he can come up and be part of this thing. And who knows, you might use him. Maybe there's injuries. Maybe you call him up. But I think they're going to put him down there as, as uh, sort of an extra guy at the end of the year, a veteran player. And also a guy who's going to be part of this organization and learn the management curve here. I don't think Sam's got much left in his career, but I think with, remember, Jeff Jackson had uh, Dave Gagne working for him in the agent business for a long time. Sam's smart, and I think he wants to have a career in uh, hockey. So I think he goes down there with a a management uh, eye. And when the Black Aces come up, one of them, Sam Gagne, and who knows, maybe he plays, who knows? It'd be a great story. Speck. Enjoy the weekend. Are you doing the double dip tomorrow? Elks, Montreal. No, I know you love your uh, beer on outside on a Saturday afternoon. Are you doing that before the order game or no? No, I won't be drinking beer tomorrow because there's a game Saturday night. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't think so because it does. the game doesn't mean anything for the Elks. Uh, no. Normally, I would say, you know what? I don't mind that idea. But uh, I'll probably spend, if it's a beautiful day tomorrow, I'll spend a walking a dog or uh, riding a mountain bike and uh no beer. Got a game tomorrow night, pal. You know what they say, right drunk and edit sober? Well, I'm going to do both sober tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good one, Speck. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, man. Uh, Mark Spector. Uh, right drunk. Wane uh, is not in his head in agreement over here. Many of the post-game write-ups on the nation. While I was listening to you guys talk, I was on SpotTrack.com, which is a great resource site. Keegan Lowe signed a two-year, $1.35 million contract with the Oilers in 2018, including $1.35 guaranteed. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's not correct. I'm on cap friendly. It's not guaranteed money. It was in the NHL, it's guaranteed, but he didn't play in the NHL. It was in the American League, so he had a two-way deal, and he made hundred grand in the American League. So if it says you're getting $1.35 guaranteed, that doesn't mean you're getting $1.35 guaranteed? Yeah, he, would, he didn't have a one-way contract. He had a two-way contract. So you can't do what this thing says right here? No. No, it's it's mistaken. You're the only person on earth that I actually would say, you know what, Gregor does better than the website. Congratulations. Yes, no, uh, he had a two-way contract in 2018. He made he would have made 650 in the NHL and he made 100 grand in the minors. Keegan Lowe, if you're listening, 
Oh, he's playing in Switzerland right now. Oh, Sweden, I know. So I don't. But I assume it. he's still tuning in. Fourteen forty should be available that far away. Mm-hmm. Call in. Yeah. Okay. Let us know. Well, I don't know. Well, what'd can, you take home? I can tell you. Well, I don't want to know what he took home. That's a little personal. But I can just tell you what he. I want to know. I want to know his social insurance number. Okay. Uh, Five nineteen sports fourteen forty uh, will return. Gregor Wanya Gratz, Connor Halley with you. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Five twenty four. How are you, Gregor Holly Wanya Gratz with you. Sports fourteen forty presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can get involved. You can text us eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Cons, who's going to the Old Kings game? Who'd you send those tickets to? Uh, we sent those to Mike W. Oh, Going to yeah. take the family. Oh, there we go. boy, Mikey. I like it. Nice. All right. And we get to get a hold of Nick, correct? We did. He is in. Nick is in. Yeah. Nick uh, donated 600 for charity to go to the uh, orders game tomorrow night. Season opener. Some pretty sweet seats. Nice. It was a season opener. There was no first game. Uh, Good call, Gregor. Oh, uh, the season begins sure. tomorrow. Home opener. Home opener. Yeah. Order fans wanted to forget that that game uh, did occur for sure. So, um, let's get uh, the Vancouver side of things. Order fans like that was terrible. Meanwhile, I'm guessing it's a tad different in Vancouver, as uh, we are joined by uh, we got uh, Jeff Conman. We do. All right, uh, let's get to a good friend of the show, a longtime uh, beat reporter. For the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Jeff Patterson joins us. Uh, Jeff, uh, Oilers fans are like, this is terrible. Canuck fans are like, this is unreal. Brock Besser has four points. They're scoring uh, three power play goals. Um, you look at it, uh, obviously Edmonton's going to play better, but you know, to me the biggest storyline I saw from that game was Thatcher Demko looked really good, and when Vancouver gets goaltending, they got a shot. Yeah, look, there were a lot of people that were drinking it up on Wednesday night. And why not? Uh, no. you know, if you told me prior to that game that it was going to be an 8-1 final, I think, like many, I would have sided uh, with the Oilers, just having seen the firepower over the years and a lot of questions about this Canucks team. But for one night, hey, they got it right. But it is hilarious out here, Gregor. Uh, I have never seen this. I've covered this team 25 years. I have never in the last 48 hours heard the phrase, it's just one game, more than I have. Like, you know, you ask people about the weather. Yeah, it's great, but it's just one game. You know, you go order a coffee. Uh, people are like, yeah, it's just one game. Um, honestly, like, it just everybody's couching it. So I think they recognize that, you know, in the moment it was fun, and they did a lot of good things and a lot of things right, and the eight goals were incredible, but so was the fact they held the Oilers to one and none at even strength. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot to like from the Vancouver Canucks, and there's also this realization out here that uh, it is a long season, and it was opening night, and, you know, everything went right for them then, but uh, sure, the Oilers are going to be better, they're going to be uh, hungry, they're clearly still stinging from the other night, and we'll see how the Canucks respond and, and measure up when they don't have last change, and I, I am curious, because this is the start of a five-game road trip for them, so... Uh, you know, it's not just tomorrow night in Edmonton. It's on to Philly, and then they go south to Florida and Tampa. Uh, you know, they're going to have to try to cover some of the warts in this lineup, and they don't have the last change, and they can't shelter a, an inexperienced third pair on defense. So curious to see how the Oilers approach that, and if they try to jump uh, guys like Akito Hiroshi and Noah Juleson. Uh, it looks like they're going to have to come back with the same six defenders that they used uh, the other night uh, in that win. Well, you know, obviously, I think at home ice, and you, and you just look at that third pair in Vancouver. And so, what what's the what's the strategy moving forward to help their defense, Jeff? 
Well, Quinn Hughes will probably play a whole lot more uh, than he did. They had the luxury, and I think it was wise. They're going to need him a lot, uh, and he's going to play a lot on a lot of nights. And so when you have the luxury of a 6-1, 7-1, 8-1 lead, uh, you know, he was third on their team in ice time. That doesn't happen very often, but they could afford him at the end of the night, so they told him to basically take a seat in the third. Uh, you know, I think that they'll probably have to run him out there 27 or 28 minutes. Uh, Philip Peronik's been a really nice ad. Uh, you know, he only played four games last season after the trade, and there were a lot of people that weren't sure what did they get and, uh, you know, how good can this guy be and why did the Red Wings part with him. But he had a terrific preseason. And the other night paired with Queen Hughes. I mean, the underlying numbers were spectacular for Hronick and for that pair. So, uh, you know, we'll see if the Canucks try to continue to load up. Uh, the danger there is that you're exposing the other two pairs. And, you know, Cole's a veteran and, and I think has looked pretty good in the brief time that we've seen him in Canuck Colors here. Uh, and I think he can settle a guy like Tyler Myers down. So, uh, you know, the Canucks can lean on those two guys a little bit. But then, as I said, that third pair is really inexperienced, and that's where, uh, to come back to your point about that to Demko, uh, you know, they're going to need him, and yeah, he was ill, and they got him out of there, uh, they had a day off yesterday, but he was back, full participant in practice, and I would uh, assume that Taki Demko is going to get the nod tomorrow night, and then probably again on Tuesday in Philly to, you know, continue the road trip, he's going to play a ton for them, and the challenge for the Canucks is trying to make his life easier than it was on a lot of nights last season. And I thought they did a pretty good job of that, uh, just limiting chances and really scoring opportunities and, you know, the traffic in front of him. I thought he you know, he was good in the first period until the Canucks were able to get a lead. They kind of had to make some early saves. Kulak down the wing uh, was a pretty good scoring opportunity. And there were a couple others with a power play. And we know about the other power play. Five minutes into the game, Myers got over the glass and got playing with fire. Demko was there to hold the fort. So, uh, the Canucks like the way that they played in front of him, and I think they feel pretty comfortable and confident when he's on his game that you know he's going to be that last line of defense for them. It's one thing to lose 8-1. It's another thing to lose 8-1 to a goalie who had to be pulled because he was visibly sick on the ice. It's tough times around here. Yeah, and we are assured now that Conrad David understands why he was pulled out of there. I mean, those are curious comments, and I get he was frustrated and looking for deflections and all that kind of stuff after the game. But, yeah, I mean, Demko was sick. The Canucks have been battling this. Elias Pedersen missed a week of the preseason. Andre Kuzmenko has been fighting it as well. Uh, Connor Garland also left the game the other night for a long stretch and, and returned to the bench but didn't see any ice time uh, over the final few minutes. So, uh, you know, this wasn't you know anybody trying to make up anything or they wasn't trying to show the Oilers up uh, by putting the backup goaltender in there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Demko clearly wasn't feeling great. But, uh, again, yesterday, day off to rest up, and he looked fine at practice. I, they had three goalies on the ice at practice, and when I saw the third goaltender out there, I thought, okay, uh, maybe Demko's not feeling 100%, and maybe they're going to lighten his load today. But the, the practice goalie really so Demko took the lion's share of the work at practice today. They had a quick skate before they jumped on the plane and flew to Edmonton. And as I said, I, I think Dr. Demko has the green bill health and he'll be ready to go. Although maybe some others don't want to get too close to him if he's uh, you know, still contagious tomorrow night. Jeff, uh, what's the update on Susie? How long do they expect him to be out? Uh, you know, that was pretty curious. Uh, is kind of curious in the other way in that uh, they got hurt in the final preseason against Calgary. 
And we were told Bluger was day-to-day and was possible, might even take the warm-up on Wednesday. And today we found out that uh, now they're calling him week-to-week with a bruised knee, and he's not going to be on the trip. And Carson Sissy, we were told, was week-to-week and has been skating just about every day and took part in practice in the non-contact jersey, but looked pretty mobile, uh, and he is going to go out on the road. So I don't think he'll play tomorrow night. I think they'll run out the same six defense that they used. Uh, in the win on Wednesday night, but it wouldn't surprise me if Carson CC was ready for the third game of the season, uh, and if not game three, then I would think later on in that road trip. So that's good news because the original diagnosis with CC was week to week, and you can believe that. Like He really got his knee wrenched, tied up with uh, Sharon Govert to the Calgary Flames, and it didn't look good, and he left the game and didn't return. So, uh, you know, Bluger and CC are both guys that are going to be part of the penalty kill when they're in there, Ilya Mikheyev is another one that's uh, coming off season-ending knee surgery, is back and has been practicing but still wearing on contact. He's not going to be ready for the start of the road trip either. But, you know, the penalty kill was dead last in the NHL last year. It was one of the storylines going into the game the other night against this vaunted Oilers power play. And I know that the Oilers got the one with the man advantage, but I think the Canucks came out of the night feeling pretty good that uh, the penalty kill, you know, was up to the challenge. But those are all three guys that will be part of the penalty kill when they get back in the lineup. So there are reinforcements coming, but I thought the penalty kill uh, held its own the other night. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow night. Well, Jeff, enjoy game two. Looking forward to it. Appreciate your time. All right. Always fun to be with you guys. Thanks. That's uh, Jeff Patterson joining us out of Vancouver. And uh, you look at their back end, obviously without Carson Soucy, there's uh, some openings there. It's an opportunity for Edmonton to exploit and uh, create a few more chances. And, and I think that's fair to say that, hey, you know, you're going up against a goalie who is clearly dehydrated. Uh, you're going up against a third pair defense. And that's why, that's just how bad the orders played, that they weren't able to exploit that at any point. How did they lose that game eight to one? To hear, to hear that, that the team's fighting the flu and they're terrible. Oh. I just got to illustrate when you have a bad night, like there is, there's no answer. Now, the thing about the orders is, you know, I saw some people suggesting, oh, it's the new system. It had nothing. No, they didn't barely spend time in their own zone. Vancouver came in, scored. Thank you. Let's get out. And uh, away they went. It wasn't like they were hemmed in and Vancouver. Now, the one goal, the third goal was two rebounds before it went in. But look at a lot of the other goals, you know, point shots, uh, power play, goal. Uh, you look at the, the first goal, it's a floater pass across, uh, Kulak doesn't knock it down, lands right in garden stick, he's in front, goal. Not much you can do. The Besser goal is a, you know, pass in front, off a skate, in. They didn't, it wasn't like Vancouver was hemming them in because the Orders didn't know what they were doing defensively. The Orders just didn't have a very good game. Do you hang any of it on Campbell? I mean, both goalies let him four goals each. I actually thought Campbell looked better than Skinner. If, you had, cool. if I had to rank the two, right? If I had to rank the two, I'd probably say that. But, you know, those guys weren't any worse than any of the players where I would say, oh, geez, the goalies really stood out. They were terrible and the players were okay. No, it was a collective, no, it was a collective snooze-a-thon uh, by the group. Uh, let's get to Wanye's World now, brought to you by Action Electrical. They want to remind you. Did you know that there's $5,600 in grant? Free money for you if you're looking to get solar in your residence. Find out how. Go to actionelectrical.net. They'll help you out. I just want to give a shout out to my coworker at Oilers Nation, Waz, because Waz decided last night he was going to come down to West Edmonton Mall for the Oilers autograph session. And Waz is a huge Derek Ryan fan, and he brought his Derek Ryan jersey down, and he stood in line for hours. And he interviewed people, and he shot content, and little kids come up to him because he's the Oilers Nation TikTok guy, and they say, can I get a photo? And he said, sure, because he's a great guy. 
And right when he got to the front of the line, Gregor, they said no more Derek Ryan autographs. Wow. The autograph session is over, and Waz was live streaming it when it happened. And then Destiny intervened, and Derek Ryan himself said, Is that a Derek Ryan jersey? I don't see many of these. And he signed it, making Waz's life. So shout out to you, Derek Ryan, for being a gentleman. Shout out to you, Waz, for standing in line for a long-ass time. But you got what you came for. We had kids that uh, came into the studio yesterday. Some of them had skipped school. They were here from like 9 in the morning, waiting in line. They, and uh, the one boy was here at 9, and he was 10th in line. Obviously, he got in to see uh, Evander Kane. Because right, you kind of have to pick who you want to see. And you know what? Uh, obviously, uh, people have, you know, I saw lots of jerseys at the, uh, for certain players. Obviously, you know, Kane and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, McDavid, I don't think, signed jerseys. Dreisaitl, Nurse, those guys that had a lot of people. And I was just like, wow, like, good for those people. That's a commitment. It's a long day. And uh, the one little guy was joking. He goes, well, my dad's waiting in line now. I get to run around a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what? Hey, I, it's a smart move sometimes to uh, to go to the... You know, maybe like the non-superstar player or the non-most popular player have their jersey. It'll stand out. Wanya Jr.'s three, and if he wanted to skip school to go to the Oilers autograph session, I would say, what are you thinking about getting signed? You need to think of something that has value in the secondary market. So if you think you get to skip school to get something signed on a napkin, which daddy can't resell on eBay, you're not getting to skip school. This is a business. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because that's why Connor McDavid, they only hand out specific cards that Connor signs. Really? For that exact reason. So people don't come in and they have a Connor McDavid signed jersey and they want to go online and sign it and sell it. So then he doesn't do that. Why because, did I bother having children? Because very few, uh, like no offense to Derek Ryan, but uh, I think Derek Ryan realizes, hey, if I sell a, you know, if I put a Derek Ryan jersey online... It's probably not going to get the same price as a Connor McDavid signed jersey. Unless Waz was bidding. Very true. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. Welcome back. There, there's a very interesting story uh, unfold. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Declan here that uh, we're going to talk to Declan Kruger about next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Are we seeing the return of steroids? I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll find out next. We continue on as we're set to wrap up a busy week. Sports 1440, thanks as always for making us part of your day or your week. We uh, truly appreciate it. If you missed any parts of the show, get them uh, anywhere at the podcast. Uh, each individual interview is up at jasongregor.com. So it's always fun. It's nice. Uh, all the shows, you can rewatch the entire show as well on Orders Nation YouTube, which is always nice. I like it. Now, there. Uh, I do want to say uh, I, I do like this text from Jordan. Hey, guys, Connor Garland went to check to see if he was traded. It's true. Maybe that's who he's just checking in. Hey, guys, sorry, I got to leave the bench. Have I been traded yet? I scored a goal. How am I not traded? What the hell's going on? But he realized, going to have to do more than score one goal to get traded when you got a basically a $5 million cap. We'll see. Now, um, our resident uh, MMA expert is uh, Declan Kruger here at Sports 1440. And uh, Dex going to join the show right now because uh, there's a big story right now. Uh, UFC and the US uh, ADA, uh, the drug testing guys, uh, they're not really on the same page, Declan. And, and it sounds like starting in January, uh, UFC won't be using them. And people are like, oh, my goodness, are steroids coming back? Uh, what, what do you make of this? What's going on? Yeah, so essentially they were, they'd been working together for the last eight years. The USADA was contracted out by the uh, UFC to work with them and drug test their athletes. Some things came up with one Conor McGregor, who of course is the golden boy of the UFC. Everybody knows some things were said about him. USADA wanted him to be back in the testing pool because essentially what you have to do, you have to be in the testing pool for six months and have two negative tests before you can compete. The UFC wanted to fast track McGregor a little bit because of course, like we all know, if it makes dollars, it makes sense and he makes a lot of dollars. So the UFC wanted him back. That started the beginning of the strained relationship and ultimately led to the end of it here. Now, are steroids coming back? That's something that's been a big point of contention. There will be another third-party organization joining the UFC. It's called Drug Free International. They're a, uh, they're a company, for lack of a better word, out of Kansas City. So they will be the ones doing the independent testing of the athletes again. It's going to be similar to USADA. They're going to be a third contract. They're going to be a third-party contracted out. They're going to do the individual testing, but it's going to be a new company with less of a reputation, I think, is the best way to summarize it. So, yeah, like, does will UFC be able to uh, influence their findings? Right. So I think that's a big thing, and that's what a lot of people have kind of said about this one, is that Drug Free International is going to be a little bit more in the pocket of the UFC and work in their best interest. Now, USADA, they have always been athletes first. They've wanted fair, clean yeah. fighting in this case, but for whatever they do, where, whether it be Olympics, Paralympics, they just want fair, clean athletes. They've always acted, in their words, in the best interest of the athletes. Now, like I said, Drug Free International is coming in. It looks like they're going to be a little bit more in the UFC's back pocket, and in this situation with Conor McGregor, this is a perfect example. Hey, if you want a guy fast-tracked, we're going to do our best to fast-track him. Now, you cover this sport. You watch it very closely. How concerned are you about uh, you know them having guys who, uh, you know, where certain guys can look and say, I know I can get away with it because I'm a bigger name? Right. Listen, this is an, this is an issue, a huge issue in this sport specifically. Obviously, doping is not ideal in any sport. But when you look at a sport like baseball or the Tour de France where doping was prevalent or is prevalent – you're not hitting a baseball bat. You're not cycling in the French French mountains. This is a blood sport where the, yes. the intention is to cause serious harm to your opponent. I mean, listen, bang-bang plays happen in football. They happen in hockey. You see big hits all the time, but you still want to score a goal in hockey. You still want to score a touchdown in football. Fighting, boxing, mixed martial arts, whatever it is, the o is the only sport in the world where the goal is to hurt your opponent. You want to do damage to, the, to your opponent. You want to separate them from consciousness and win in the best way possible. 
when it, listen, and when that's the main goal, I think the best way to summarize this is when that is the main goal, you can't have these juice to the gills athlete in nope. a sport that truly changes lives like that. Yeah. And, and like to me, this is a big concern. And like, like I look at the UFC and where they've gone right now. And, you know, we've seen all the stories and how small of a percentage the fighters are getting to the purses. Like yes. you, you, you look at all the other sports and, you know, 50%, 48%, 52% is a salary cap as far as the percentage goes. And it's split between the players. Well, people aren't going to watch the UFC. No one goes to watch Dana White as much as he likes to think he's the show. He's not the show, right? It's the fighters. And I just, like, I wonder, like, Conor McGregor could be easily the guy. He's the biggest name. He's got the money. Like, did, are they ever a step closer to getting a union? Like you said, Conor McGregor would be the biggest name they could get in terms of unionizing it. But I think the thing is, because they have no union, because it's really one fighter against the whole corporation, the UFC is so easy to say, listen, you can be the biggest name, but unless you're a Conor McGregor, you can be someone who's a phenomenal fighter. You can be an Alex Volkanovsky. You can be a Leon Edwards. But without this brand, you're not going to be as big as you are with us. If you go to Bellator, if you go to the PFL, if you go fight in one championships, listen, you can do well. You can be a great fighter. You can have your fan base, but you're still never going to get the push that this company has behind you so it's very tough when you look at the big guys like that they know it may not be ideal for them but they know if they go to another organization they're still not going to get a paycheck like they're getting with the ufc now the paycheck they're getting with the ufc may not be ideal it may not be what they deserve it's not what they would get say boxing but it's certainly bigger than what they're going to get and when those stars when the ufc still has that over the head it's tough for them to deviate from the uh, from the company declan do you think that gregor's on steroids He's pretty good shape. Uh, Jason Greger? Yes. Do you think he's on steroids as our resident steroid expert? Right. Well, that is what they call me around here. I would say no. Greger, will so. you submit to a test? I don't like needles. I'm kidding. I have no problem. Uh, I don't even think you take a needle for a drug test. Do you guys drug test at 1440? Uh, no. No, you don't. can be on steroids. There's no problem for you? Uh, you could be. Uh, not do you really. encourage steroid use at 1440? Uh, no, we do not. I see. So right in the middle. Yeah, there's nobody's got acne problems here, so I don't think there's a, a rampant steroid issue going on. Um, I've never taken a drug test in my life. Uh, in the oil field when I worked there many moons ago, there wasn't drug testing as there is now. They were just letting everyone free reign? Well, guys I work with, I never really saw guys, um, you know, there might have been a few guys smoking marijuana, but I, at least in my own personal experience, I'm sure there might have been some people doing it, but I didn't see it. It wasn't really rampant where I worked. So I don't know that weed is the prevalent drug in the patch they're testing for, is it? Uh, well, not now because it's legal. But still, um, you're still in certain jobs that you do, you're not supposed to be inebriated. So yes. Right. And it can inebriate you. So they'll still test for that for sure. I think that one might now because it's legal. It's like alcohol. Right, they test you for alcohol. They test you for weed. But just because alcohol is legal doesn't mean you can drive a car know, with a point nine. Yeah, well, you can't work on it too, right? So if if they test you on the work site and you have that in you, it's probably not a good look. But no, I am um, not on the roids, buddy. Not uh, all natural, eh? No, there's no uh, congrats. There's, I, I would see zero benefit in uh, in sports talk radio to be on steroids. It's monstrously ripped. Yeah. Well, again, I see no benefit. Right? Sure, you want to be healthy. But hey, uh, what's uh, what's the next big fight coming up? 
So UFC 294 is going to be not this weekend, but the next weekend. It's gone through some changes. It was originally supposed to be Islam Makashev versus Charles Oliveira in a rematch fight for the lightweight world championship. Charles Oliveira sustained a cut above his eyebrow uh, just a couple days ago. So I think it was 11 days out from the fight. Brody. They had to pull him. The featherweight champion, Alex Volkanovsky, is going to step up, take the fight on short notice. He's going to fight Islam Makashev for the lightweight world championship. They fought once back in February, UFC 284. Islam won a, I'm not going to call it a controversial decision because I'm very much of the opinion Islam won the fight and was deserving of the decision, uh, but a lot closer fight than everyone expected. And the co-main event, not to go on uh, too much of a tangent here, was originally supposed to be Hamzat Shemaev, this Chechen Swedish phenom. He was going to be fighting Paulo Costa, the sixth-ranked middleweight in the world. Paulo Costa just had surgery. He's out of the fight. Kamaru Usman, the former welterweight champion, he as well has taken the, the fight on about 10 or 11 days' notice. Wow. He's going to step up, and Dana White has said the winner of that fight is going to fight for the middleweight world championship against Sean Strickland, which is kind of funny to me because these are really two welterweights fighting yes. up a weight class yeah. but uh, listen I mean D- Dana's got to I guess butter their bread a little bit for saving the card like this and stepping up on short notice because listen you talk about Alex stepping up and credit to him Kamaru stepping up take, taking the fight credit to him Hamza and Islam both signed the contracts as well they both said, you know what? We're, I'm okay with the, with the change of opponent. 10 days doesn't matter to me. I'll sign the contract. Let's make it happen. So credit to both of them as well. But card's gone through some changes, but going to be a great one. That's going to be an afternoon card as well. You can watch that one. It's going to be 2 p.m. our time, I believe, next Saturday. Well, I wonder if the reason they signed is because don't a lot of those contracts, if the fight doesn't happen, they don't get paid. That, exactly. That's yeah. correct. Which is terrible. Like, yep. to me, there's another thing in the contract. So if my opponent doesn't show up, all my training, I get no, I get nothing. I don't get reimbursed. Like, I think they get a small pittance. They uh, do occasionally. There was actually a big, uh, there was a big issue with that a little while ago. These two people were supposed to fight, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Michelle Pereira. Michelle Pereira w- missed weight by eight pounds, I believe it was. Yeah. Stephen Thompson said, listen, I'm not taking that fight. This guy's already naturally huge for this weight class he's gonna have an early rehydration and an eight pound advantage of me before we rehydrate there's no way i'm taking this fight like that's ridiculous ufc said okay fights off we're not gonna pay anything we're not gonna pay you your show money we're not gonna pay for your camp fees nothing like that so that was a big one i think the ufc eventually did they paid him they covered the cost of his camp but i mean still listen he did yeah. everything he did everything by the contract he he made weight came in ready to fight not his fault his opponent missed weight by eight pounds which by the way is an incredible amount yeah. he did everything was supposed to and UFC said uh nah forget about it so yeah that's I you know what I've I've become less interested in the UFC just because of that lately not uh, I just I don't like how Dana White's running things at all I think it's um the, the play, fighter safety and hey it's a barbaric sport and I don't I don't mean that in a negative way but it just is and I really haven't liked kind of the path that they've gone down here lately I had a stretch where I really enjoyed it I used to do a lot of uh ringside announcing in, in mixed martial arts I loved it but it's uh uh, the UFC. Hmm. You're off all mixed martial arts or just UFC? No, just UFC. I, see. I don't really watch UFC very much at all. So, why well, Quick prediction. A realistic one. Saturday's game. I'm glad you put that precursor there. 14 to 1 Oilers yeah, over the Canucks. Yeah, They're going to avenge an 8 1 loss by beating them by 60% more goals. All right. All right. Uh, don't drink and drive, people. Don't be inebriated. Get home safe. Have yourselves a very safe. We can enjoy the Elks game, the Oil Kings game. The Oilers got a lot going on. Junior football, Junior A, Bears, Pandas. It's a great sports weekend. Let's get to the con, man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. On behalf of Connor Halley, Wanya Gretz, from Jason Greger. Be safe. We will talk to you on Monday. Good night.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.